What's up, Whiskey Business listeners? Greg Hansberry with you. And uh, this is a special podcast with comedian Jason Banks. This is like the fourth time he's been on our show, but the first time where we were able to sit down with him and talk one-on-one. And as you can imagine, once the the mics were turned on and the uh, liquor was being consumed, we went really long. We talked to him for like two hours. So uh, we're breaking up our conversation with comedian Jason Banks into two different podcasts. Uh, This one that you're listening to is is part one. Next week, we're going to drop part two. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week, too. Hi, I'm Dino Tripodis tonight on the podcast. Comedian Jason Banks, who has exploded across not only the country, the world. With what? We'll find out tonight on Whiskey Business. Hi, I'm Dino Tripotis, and welcome to Whiskey Business. Let me pose this question to you, ladies and gentlemen. Have you had your 15 minutes of fame. That's an interesting little situation when you talk about the 15 minutes of fame. When I say that, let's talk about the normal people in the world who get their 15 minutes of fame. People who weren't expecting to be famous, expected to be famous at all. They they become a local hero. Uh, they save a dog, they save a child, and they get their 15 minutes of fame. They're in the paper, they get a plaque from the city, their 15 minutes of fame. Something that they hold on to for the rest of their lives and go, remember that time and they get their 15 minutes of fame. Everybody says that we all get our 15 minutes of fame, but then you go to the creative types, the artists, the musicians, the actors, and the comedians who also strive for more than 15 minutes of fame. Maybe it's the first 15 minutes of fame that gets them there, but then they want more. They want to hang on to it and expand and grow. And tonight we talk about those 15 minutes of fame, which have, uh, have taken 15 years in the making. Jason Banks, comedian from Columbus, Ohio, who uh, in the midst of the pandemic downloaded an app on TikTok. And man, where it has gone since then is amazing and almost not fair. And I'll explain (laughs) why. No, and not, not from a jealous standpoint, not fair, but I'll explain what I mean by that as we sit and talk tonight with Jason Banks and our guest bottle tonight, which I'll also go into a little detail about. This is Mike Drop from Indiana. So first of all, let's say hi to Jason Banks. Thank you, man, for being here. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you having me. Greg Hansberry, our audio producer. John yep. Whitney, our video producer. Can't do the podcast with either one of them, but we got a little business to get to before we start going in-depth with Mr. Jason Banks. That's right. Thanks to our uh, podcast network that we're uh, they were short-sighted enough to let us join. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on a podcast network now, Banks. Okay. Evergreenpodcast.com. Yeah, Evergreen we're uh, in the new and trending section, yes, as well yeah. as we're the fun and, and nostalgic section. My ass is nostalgic. So wait, so this is just you can go to their website and just see other streaming podcasts that people can click on yours. That's what it means to join a podcast network. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they've got a whole, and that, that's a good point because there's hundreds of other podcasts 
uh, under the uh, evergreen umbrella right. for all your different tastes. So right. you can scroll through and, and uh, find different stuff you like. You like sports. You like uh, pop culture. You movies, like fun whatever. and nostalgia. You yeah. like fun yeah. and nostalgia. <laughs> You're in the right spot. I mean, it's fun, right? As long as it says fun, that's not a that's not a bad no, category. No, 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 it's great. I'd probably click on that. No. I don't think they have like a for alcoholics section. You know, they probably still steer clear of that verbiage. But uh, uh, yeah, we're thrilled to be part of the guys. Evergreen Podcast family. And uh, that's that's kind of a new thing for us. So that's we're happy right. Whiskeybusinesspod.com for archive episodes. And uh, we've got a bunch of videos and writings and uh, pictures and this different stuff. Uh, plus, we're on your favorite podcasting app. Go ahead and hit subscribe and uh, like, uh, rate, review us. YouTube, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And not TikTok yet. Not TikTok. We missed out on TikTok, man. I don't know if the podcast world is big on TikTok. I don't think they are. Are you a whiskey drinker? Because I asked you a question about this bottle right here, mic drop. Now, this was um, uh, wonderfully gifted to me, all right, at, at last uh, last realtor standing. You know that that little yeah, real, yeah, yeah. realtor comedy thing they do? Uh, Sarah Miller and her, and her gang of people uh, always gift me a lovely bottle, and they thought that mic drop would be appropriate for that particular show. Now, when they bought this, it was $75 a bottle. Uh, what I did not know after doing some extensive research is that they were only made 2,700 bottles of this one, this, this particular one. This is uh, bottled at MGP in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, or, or, or I'm sorry, distilled there, and then bottled in Bardstown, Kentucky. It's aged for four years in, in oak casks. Um, it is uh, 60% corn, 36% rye, has a high rye content, and 4% uh, barley malts uh, in here. And um, only $2,700, 2,700 bottles made of it. And now, when I do a little research, apparently it was such a success and a hit that this same bottle can now go for anywhere between $450 a bottle to $1,400 a bottle depending on who's selling it and who's willing to pay for it. And I thought mic drop would be appropriate. I've I've told the guys, I said, I'm saving mic drop when we have a a great comedian on. All right. right? So now, as far as I'm concerned, you're not drinking a $70 bottle of whiskey, which is not cheap. Right. Right? This is a $1,400 bottle of whiskey. I am a whiskey drinker. I drink whiskey before every every comedy show. Yeah, what do you drink? What do you drink? It's Jameson. It's very simple. Jamison and a Coors Light, and if they uh, bring uh, to, uh, together, I mean, yeah, I take the I take the shot. It's usually a double. I will take it, and then I drink my beer. Then I'll go on stage. Oh, so you do a shot, boom, of Jameson? Boom. You won't, you won't. You're not talking about uh, over ice or anything like that. No, no, no. So a shot it's, of Jamo. It's usually a double. A shot, a shot of Jamo, and then the Coors Light. Okay, mm-hmm. like, like right works. before you go on stage, or is it like you're nursing it while you're no, back there? No, no, I'm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm getting there a half hour before. And I want it when I get there. When I get it, because as soon as I drink that Jamison and start drinking the course, I get this warm feeling mm-hmm. over my body, yep. man. It calms everything down. Mm-hmm. And the whole day I wasn't ready to the show, and now I'm ready for the show. Yeah. Like it's not until about five, ten minutes before I get on stage mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, I'm warmed up. I'm ready. It's now. like the opposite of athletes. You know, they like try to get like yeah. healthy, mentally prepared. <laughs> yeah. when you're just, well, that's what uh, I always heard that that's what Letterman did. He would pound uh, candy bars. Like Hershey bars, right before he would go on stage. Really, and he was just yeah. like boom, boom, boom. So he had that like sugar rush going out there. And the Letterman and then he used had, to drink he too. Then, died of a heart attack. Then he used to drink. Yeah, then he used oh, to drink too. He, oh, but he quit drinking. Um, this one cheers, fifteen hundred dollar bottle. Potentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's if, right if you were to sell it to the right person. <laughs> so we crack open the the mic drop, and it's got all kind of spices in the nose. 
right? See, that's that's how sophisticated we've gotten. Right? Yeah, so yeah. We, we go we go with the nose and then the palate and the finish. Can you smell anything in that? I definitely smell something. I, I couldn't tell you what it is. It's not I'm... super aromatic. I don't think. Huh. I smell it, but I definitely taste it in the in the palate. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. There's a bunch of spiciness in there, for sure. I think of like a licorice. Uh, there's a little bit of licorice, licorice in there. Yeah. I, I get I get the a lot of baking baking type spices. Like I was eating, like I'm eating a, a very flavorful muffin. <laughs> some <laughs> some oats and flour. <sighs> Liquid bread. Do we have whiskey <laughs> tasting, man? You should definitely like my sister in law's sister. Yeah. Would she goes around for the wine test, you know, so she takes the wine and she did that when we all had to sit there and smell it and watch it go down the side. If it goes slow or fast. You don't do that with whiskey, man. I think you would be a great host. Oh, the way you just we, we've we've done whiskey tastings before on whiskey business, and we've had distillers on talking about their products. So yeah, I mean, yeah. but I don't. But we here's the thing: you are a professional comedian. We are not professional whiskey people. We All never right. we never go pro on the on our. We we just love whiskey and love trying <laughs> it, but we never we never claim that we're whiskey experts. Oh, That's what be. keeps us legit. Because <laughs> well, those guys, those assholes, they think they know whiskey. No, we no, don't. We don't we know know whiskey. We're enthusiasts. We're, we're enthusiasts. We're just barnstorming. There's a difference. There's a difference. I'm enthusiastic <laughs> to get drunk with Dino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Uh, and, and watch this one because this one's 100 almost 113 proof. So oh, I'm gonna be careful. Trust me. So you know, sip sip gently, but sip all you want. And for the people at home, this is awesome. It's got a glass cork, yeah. which is yeah. pretty rad. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, cool. I thought I thought I was the only one shocked by that. I was like, "Oh, look at that!" It's like a little yeah. butt plug. Yeah, uh, yeah the reason, right. the reason, and the reason it's 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 so uh, expensive now is they only made twenty seven hundred bottles, like I said, and it's sold out. So there's no, there's no more bottles to buy unless somebody has one, like I just did. And uh, I love everything about this. It's got a the a cut. It's like a Superman silhouette with a eagle and a snake. It's just rad. Yeah, it's just over the top. It's different. over the top. All right, so that's our guest bottle for tonight, bottle 167. We had 167 bottles oh, yeah? on this podcast. We've tried 167 bottles on this podcast. So what do you guys drink on Comedians on South High? Oh, man, whatever's in the fridge at the studio. <laughs> it usually is water and Coors Lights. And uh, we'll, we'll head over to uh, that little, there's a little pizza spot right beside it. Not really a pizza spot, it's a, it's a bar down the street. We'll go over there and drink a little bit before we go, get on, but... uh. Yeah, it's whatever in the fridge, man. And uh, um, you're busy now, man. So Comedians on South High was just something extra to do in between a week of comedy here, a week of comedy there. So let's 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 get into it, shall we? I mean, you were a touring comedian. You've been doing stand-up for over 15 years. I remember when you first burst on the scene. And, and, and I have to emphasize this. I am not blowing smoke up your ass because I've known you for a long time. But I remember seeing you for the first time when I first saw you, and I said, "Wow, that's that's something special." And you and I have done uh, benefits together. Uh, the last time we were at a uh, some sort of benefit at a country club, and I watched you. You know, I did okay, but I watched you go up and kill. And I remember saying to you that night, "I go, man. <sighs> promise me you'll never stop doing this because it's it's going to happen for you." Now I did not know how it was going to happen, but I. Damn it! I knew it was gonna happen, and are you as surprised as I am that it happened the way it has, with TikTok being the rocket ship that kind of shot you to where you're at right now? Absolutely. But here's the thing: 
I also knew the whole, no, I shouldn't say the whole time. I found out later that it wasn't going to be until I had a following that anything would even get crazy. Right. right? Because I thought I was doing well enough. I'm performing uh, at, I'm at Rock in the Range and Dave Stroop and JB Smoove and Dave Stroop Wife's on the side of the stage. And I do my set and I get off and JB's like, oh man, that was hilarious. And uh, Dave's wife comes up, she goes, you are my favorite comedian. I watch comedians all the time. And she's like, you're going to be somebody. And then, of course, Dave just standing there like, you guys want to eat lunch? <laughs> yeah, not saying a word. Not too much. Yeah, he evokes he, he no emotion whatsoever. <laughs> so, He's the uh, booker at the, at the Funny Bone. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah. Is book, he is book at the Funny Bones yeah. now, yeah. So now I'm thinking, uh, I, 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 got, I got enough material, and I think I'm funny enough that I could probably get an agent. So I would, I would email agents clips of me, right? And just thinking, if you just watch this little clip, you'll probably be like, hey, man, I could put him on something, right? Right. And I only got one response out of every time. And I would look up major ones. I wasn't just emailing. I'm lying. I did email one crazy one. But I'm looking up like, okay, this agency, uh, this is this is Dave Chappelle's agency. This is Dave Chappelle's time with, right? So this is like Gersh, right? So I'm, right. I'm I'm reaching out and I'm reaching out probably to UTA, um, and I never got I never got any response. I one time they were just like, uh, no, we're okay. You know what I mean? Right? I don't remember those things. Ever, but basically, the email was no, we're okay. Thank you so well, much. Um, we we got we got plenty plenty of comics. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't need anybody else on the roster. So so I knew I needed a following, man, and uh, I. I just figured out, right? It was actually, I, I joined TikTok before the pandemic kicked in. I remember it was right before because what happened was I was working at Chase and I got this severance package, right? Basically, my position was ending in October 2019. So I was going to try to do full stand up and just go ahead and let the bone know that I don't work, give me as much as you can. And I was just getting in with Helium Comedy Club. So I was going to try to do it different, different ways. Now that you mentioned it, I remember that conversation that we had that you told me you were leaving Chase and you were worried, you yeah. were concerned. You it's were, a big leap of faith. You were, yeah. concerned. You were so concerned. concerned, so concerned that I I go to church at uh, Cooper, up in uh, Polaris, and every day they would they they'll ask you who wants you to pray, who wants to pray for him, and I would never go down. They could call me out specifically because you know they'll call you out at the church. They'll be like, <laughs> I feel like somebody just had an argument with their dad. You know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes they call me out. You got an Ohio State shirt on. You're looking at me. You, you know. And I'm like, I don't know who they're talking to. And everybody go down and get prayed. And I never went down. This one time, I was like, I'm gonna go down. My job to stand up and go down and just have this girl pray for me. And just I'm just gonna tell her I'm thinking about doing and she looked at me like I was crazy. Here's the crazy thing. When she called me down, they hey, we need our prayer warriors. So like eighty six prayer warriors get up, they go up front, because it's a big church and they pray for everybody down there. Mm -hmm. The lady that talks and calls everybody down came to me. So she comes over specifically, specifically, zeroed not in for on me. You. No, no, not like, like I'm not gonna make this some big zero. She zeroed in, man. Like, they carried her over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chair, yeah. Yeah. It's like Blue, Blue Brothers. She, the she like, sensed like, that yeah. you needed the Lord. And what really happened was nobody was praying for me, and she was like, "Let me go pray for him." Oh, so she came over. She that. felt bad. <laughs> and she, and she prayed for me. She prayed for me whether I should, whether I should just go ahead and just go full time comedy and like do this little struggling thing where I know I'm not gonna be making a lot. Come featuring, so you're not making a lot of money. Or should I just uh, look for a job? And when I, when I said it to her, she almost looked at me like I was crazy. Like, you and your little rapping ass friends, go get a real job. You know, that's how she almost looked at me. But she prayed for me. And then, man, I was uh, I was only shooting these videos on TikTok and moving them to Instagram. I was only shooting on TikTok. It's the easiest way to record. 100%. As long as you stop. TikTok's you, the best. As long as you're holding a button in, you let go, you stop. You can move to the next thing and record. If you have music in the background. You don't have to try to add music. It just picks, off where, picks up where you left off of recording. Yeah. So I'll shoot them that way and put them on Instagram. 
And my phone was slowly building on TikTok. I posted them on TikTok to see if there's any type of reaction. And then I posted them to Instagram. It wasn't until I was on there one time and I, I went on and I got all these notifications and I was tagged in a video where someone posted my video from Laugh Mob's Laugh Tracks. Right. And this guy had like 150,000 views on this. And I have like probably 1,200 followers. And he has so many. So I was like, I'm going to post that video. So I posted a video and I went up to like 3,000 followers. So I was like, oh, I can try to build this on TikTok. And so I would start, I would, these people would talk about ways to uh, gain followers on TikTok. And somebody was like, post your best video that you ever posted, just repost it. So I reposted my laugh tracks video a second time, maybe like a month later. And uh, the next morning I woke up and it was like at 25,000 views. Sweet. And then it just kept building to the point. I remember we were out of town and I, w- I remember texting my friend who had, he had like 200,000 followers right now. I texted him like, yo, I have 16,000 followers, bro. Like I went from 1,200 to 16,000. And like by the end of the day, or maybe the end of two days, I was at a hundred thousand. Wow! And uh, and it started to slow down because the video was out. People were not why people were sharing it, but it started slowing down. And so I was just thinking, how can I keep building followers, man? And I and I moved to my Twitter, which on Twitter, uh, I tweeted one time. It was a quick tweet that said, "Kids eat free." Nice. In that case, I'll have a water. And my son will have the steak and shrimp combo with a kid's Bud Light, right? And so I was like, yo, I got to turn that into like the TikTok video. Because I would try to take my jokes and turn them into it. So I think this video where I'm sitting there and I use this filter for the kid. And if I knew this kid was going to blow up, I would have gave him a different name. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't know a name. Yeah. I didn't know the name I was going to give him. So I was just sitting there what? and like. The server comes over and he's he's talking. Like I'm playing everybody. So I'm playing the server. I come over and I'm telling, hey, kids eat free. And as a dad, I'm like, oh, that's that's great. I'm, I'm just going to have a water. And like, what would you have, Derek? Derek. And then Derek, like you can tell he's already in the plan. He's like, he starts naming everything that he wants and what the dad wants. I've seen that video. And yeah. uh, that one blew up. So when that one started hitting millions, then my 100,000 followers started going up to like 200, 300. So I just kept pounding those. And I think it's when I went on tour with Mike Paramore. We was going for like a month. And uh, we just had these houses and... I just was just sit in the room and just pound out video after video with these different ideas. Cause I had no kids. There's no wife there. There's nobody to sit there and stop me from shooting videos. I just had nothing to do all day. But you do have a wife and you do have kids. Yeah, right, right, and right. What's your son's name? My son's name's Camden. On the video is Derek. My son's <laughs> name Camden, and he and it had nothing to do with him I whatsoever. Know it I shouldn't say that because every once in a while, <laughs> here it comes. I know there has to be. Yeah. Some little bit of inspiration in there. There's it's 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 really I would say my daughter because she will say the most random things. She takes everything so literal. It is hilarious to us. Sometimes we forget what we say to her. We have to correct ourselves. <laughs> like we were at the uh, we were at a baseball game and she was like, "I know the person who catches is the catcher, and the person who pitches is the pitcher, but the guy who hits, what is he?" And I don't know why my wife said this, but she was like, "He's." He's the mongoose, and we never corrected her. And I swear, for the whole baseball oh, season, no. we never let it change because uh, she would be so there. She she just come over. She like, hey guys, you better hurry up and get your drink because Cam's about to be the mongoose. <laughs> 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 so we go back to watch him. We ne- I think it's our fault. Maybe we made her this way. But we were watching the Kardashians one time, and I don't know why. <laughs> why? Uh, why? Was, uh, That's a family viewing. No, the yeah, Kardashians. I should say it's probably a commercial to be honest with you because I don't watch Kardashians. But I could just tell you one of the Kardashians on TV said. Uh, they had to move. They were going to move out of their house or they move out of the beach house, wherever. And she was like, if I move out of the beach house, I'll just die. 
And my daughter couldn't believe it. She was like, why would she die if she moved out of the beach house? So now she was concerned, like, why would the parents even make a move if their daughter's going to die if they leave? So I got to sit there and I explain she's not really going to die. This this is going to happen. So because of small things they'll say, yes. Like, sometimes I, we'll, we'll be dead middle of a movie, an hour into a movie, 45 minutes still left, and they'll say something so dumb that I'm like, I got to shoot a video. <laughs> Just, so you are inspired by Yeah, let's, let's pause this. I'll and uh, how old are the kids now? Uh, they are 10. They'll be 11 here 10. in a couple months. Yeah, yeah. The, you got oh, twins. twins. You got yes. twins. Yeah, he's got twins. Yeah. He's got twins. So, and, and are they aware of what dad's doing on TikTok? They are. They don't have TikTok, but they know, they know about it. And so they know about they, Yeah, they know about everything. And if, and if I shoot a video sometimes, if it's like, so you know, some of them are cleaner. So yeah. I'll show them some of the cleaner ones where like the kids just being stupid or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're aware. They're and uh, are either one of them like, Posing you a question like, "Well, who's the kid based on? Are there no. have they gotten to that point in their lives where they start putting no. things together? Like, I already have it explained to them. Because, do you not for the TikTok because of the stand up? Because my son is very sensitive, right? And so I already do the joke about where I say that my daughter she she talks fast, but my son like he can't get it out. So right. I explain. I say I hate our conversations, uh, and so and not just that. They also my house isn't the biggest house. So when I go over, like not now, but I used to be at the house just doing stand up. Like if I was headline the bone, I'm in the living room just doing my set, and they just come down walk. They'll be right there. So then I gotta make sure I'm not saying stuff for them to hear. But when I get to that, I had to tell him a couple. Of times. He never asked, but I just want him to know, listen. I also make fun of mom. Right, I make fun of mom. I say this stuff. I want you to understand, like is, this is, is yeah. I don't. Is want, that an out though? I mean, does that cover it for now? I like, think it I, does. I make fun of mom too. So yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. I think it does. And then I just got to get my daughter in there, and he'll be good. Because because at the end of the day, if he grows up and listens, let's say he grows up, listens to my Netflix special, what he's gonna hear is he's not gonna hear anything nice about any of us. Right. He's gonna hear about me being weak and not being able to fight, <laughs> and then call my wife mm. these names. I'm saying he can't talk. Ah. So I don't think it's gonna be too bad. But he, you never know. You don't. You don't equal opportunity uh, yeah, yeah. abusive. When, when, but if things continue on the path that they're going, and that's what I said in the onset of this thing, I said everybody gets their 15 minutes of fame. You don't want 15 minutes of fame. Did you want to be famous when you got into this? I mean, was it, when you got into stand-up comedy, because if I remember correctly, and, and if, if my Jason Banks history is wrong, please feel free to correct me. But when you started, you actually started and stopped. For yes. a while. Yeah, so I started about 2006, had the twins in 2010, and then stopped for about three years. I will credit, a lot of people say this, and I, I, I usually don't correct them, but a lot of people will be like, hey, man, remember when you were like, I'm about to stop doing stand-up? And I was like, man, keep doing stand-up. And I was, I was saying, no, I never remember having that conversation with you at all. I had Oliver Gray, if you know who that is. I do. Uh I believe is the reason I kept doing stand-up. I had my kids for three years, and he posted he was going to be at the Funny Bone in a competition. And I used to live in Canton, and he lived in, like, Wadsworth or somewhere around Canton. So when I'm in Columbus now, and he posts that, I was like, I'm going to go check out this show. So I go check him out. I haven't done stand-up in years, and they're still signing up people on the list. So I signed up. And I was, like, one of the last four people to sign up. I paid $10, and I was supposed to come back a couple weeks later and perform. And then I won that competition. Uh, and Stroop saw me and he came up. He, he said, hey, man. I actually thought I lost because, first of all, there's one guy there who has the whole crowd filled. Right. Uh, so bad that when they brought us the top three to the, to the front for a clap off, 
his people were holding up signs right. that said like his name for president. And Dave came up to me. He goes, hey, before you before I walked on stage, he goes, hey, when you're done, come see me. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I didn't win because if I won, I'd probably go see him anyway, right? right? So he must want me to be like, hey, I know you lost, but don't worry, come find me. He goes, you know who I am? I'm like, no. <laughs> He's like Dave Stroop. I was like, okay, I'll come find you. And then I won. Yeah, right. I went up there and uh, so. There you go. There, there, you, there you go. That's, and, I that's said, I, and I think, you know, when I said I had that conversation with him, I said, don't, please promise me you won't stop what you're doing. I think I caught you. Uh, I don't think I caught you in the very, very beginning of your stand-up. Yeah, I yeah. think I caught you when you came back after the three-year hiatus. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when I saw you for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was, uh, my three years, yeah. my three years was, nobody from Columbus knew me. I came yeah. from Canton doing it there three years here. And yeah, and I don't mean like you. I just mean like people will be on their podcast like, yeah, no, no. Jason was about to quit. He was down. I was, I was like, hey, man, No, I, I, don't, I don't remember that. I just remember, I just remember in our conversations that you talked about a hiatus where you took a break, yeah, and, and we yeah, and having twins would do it. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. man, you're, you're married, you got two babies, you got to work, you got to work, and making, I don't know how much were you making in, in stand up <laughs> back then when back when I first back when you first started uh, oh. when you get a week's worth as a uh, when I was working as an MC I was making three hundred fifty dollars a, a week. Oh, yeah, but you gotta understand, I. Uh, I don't want to put the club out, so I'll go that way. The club that I was at was that 350 was feature pay, and it was harder work. You weren't doing the weekend; you were doing like Wednesday through Sunday. Oh yeah, like you were there every day yeah. for like 350, and I was a feature, so yeah. I wasn't even getting that. I was probably getting 150, and that's the only places I was really. And then when I was getting paid, somebody were 100 was crazy to me. Like they'd be like, "Hey man, come through 20," and I, I would I'd tell my wife like, "I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm." Make a lot of stand up, but I am getting paid like a hundred dollars yeah. <laughs> every twenty minutes. Like technically, has three hundred dollars an hour. What do you mean? That's good. Hour? That's good money. I just need forty hours a week. That's it. <laughs> There's an old saying that said, "Behind every successful man is a is a strong woman." Now let's let's talk about your wife for a second, who's been with you from the get go through all of this. I mean, has she always been supportive? Yeah, hundred percent, and. And she's strong. she's strong. Not just that, just strong in general. Like the stories go beyond stand up. Like we fought somebody before <laughs> together. Like not even I shouldn't even say that. She beat a guy up for me before. <laughs> <laughs> is what happened. And that's that's honest true story. Like there was just this guy. I don't know why he didn't like me. And he was dating this girl who was best friends with the girl across the street. I'm just trying to picture this uh, in this my head. True. It's so true. Listen to this. All right. I get out of the car. And this guy across the street is sitting there. And it's really my fault. He's making some noise. So I just kind of mock him because I didn't like him either. And he got up and we met in the middle of the street in front of my house. He's crossing in the middle of the street. And he's talking. And me, I just feel like I'm going to mush his face but not do anything. Like he's just going to take the face mush. That didn't happen at all. Oh, I shit. mushed his face. And the same time I mushed his face, I'm hitting my jaw at the same time. <laughs> he saw the mush come and hit me. And knock me down, and I and I go to as I'm getting up, my wife is already there. She already came. He didn't even see her. She's hitting him. He fell. She's about just pounding, pounding. Damn. My brother came out the house. He jumped the porch. She's running down. So by this guy like squares out, jumps in his car and just drives away. And so yeah, she she's dressed a strong woman. So she's behind me in stand. She's behind me in everything. She, yeah, awesome. yeah. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. So she got yeah. your back literally. Back back all the time. <laughs> so yeah, she's cool with stand up, man. She lets especially now. My investment has paid off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
So yeah, yeah, she's she's definitely happy because you know we were like it was slow to get like Chase was doing well. I was doing good, with Chase. You're moving up. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why they kind of let me go with the severance pack because I think they were like he's making too much just to be this business analyst. So they were like, they just cut my position. So I mean that's when I was buying coach purses, but now we got to go to the Louis Vuitton store. So she was very excited, and then the person inside Louis Vuitton knew me. They're like, hey. They're like, the whole time I was trying to get you to say something so I could hear your voice and see if you was that guy. That but guy. bro, you have no idea how much I'm recognized these days. It, um, I was recognized this morning. Some, this is the second time wow. in my car, though. I can see if I'm in your face. Like, if I'm walking, I'm just looking at you like, hey, man, you remember me? This guy pulled up to me after I left Starbucks, <laughs> and he just looked over, and he's just like this. So I rolled down my window. He said, <laughs> he must be from Newark because he said, you funny, son. <laughs> funny, 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 son. son. And Thank you. you. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that validation. That's, That's what son. I was looking for in my career. Was, was, I made it. I made it. And then another guy. Uh, <laughs> we were just on Main Street in Reynoldsburg, and this guy runs up to the car at the light and was like, "Hey, are you from TikTok?" And I was like, "And I'm driving." He goes, "Can I get a picture?" I was like, you, "Before the light turns red." So he ran around and he just got down. And my wife leans back because she don't want to be in it. Somebody came out at Culver's. One of the workers came out and got a picture while we're waiting for food. Oh, Culver's, that's the best. So, uh, butter burgers. And my yeah. kids and my kids love it every time they get excited. Somebody came. So, my daughter's track meet. Somebody just came up and got a picture. So, are your kids aware? Are, are, are the kids aware that Daddy's kind of famous right now? Yeah, they they uh, they get why? Because my son would see it all the time. My daughter. It was like this weird thing where my daughter would never be there, and my son would get to come home and be like, "It happened again." Somebody noticed Dad. Yeah. But now she sees it. But here's the craziest part. We were in. Tempe. So at first we went to Tampa and somebody rolled up on me and they were like, hey, we get my Snapchat. They were just driving by. So I'm like, yo, they know me in Tampa? Like, that's crazy. So then we went to Tempe and this is probably the best thing that ever happened to me so far as this <clears throat> small celebrity is kind of kicking in is we were, uh, my agent was there too. So my agent flew in from LA. So with my agent, my merch guy and Kenny, uh, we're all walking, and my merch guy, and my merch guy's boy from Tempe. So it was a whole group of us walking down the street. When you say Aunt Kenny, it sounds like a bad yeah. South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we're walking down the street trying to find like these uh, like a smaller bar. Every bar's just going crazy, and we find one that don't seem to be too crazy. Right. So we try to go in, and a big security dude just stops us. Like, no, we close in ten minutes. They're like, all right, well, we got ten minutes. He's like, nobody's coming in, and then he looks at me. He goes, "What's your name?" And so Jerry is excited. Oh, that's Mr. Jason Banks from TikTok. You know, Jerry is very pumped up. Right, right. And he was like, that's what I... Get in here, guys. And he let us all go in the bar. How in does, Tempe, Arizona. How does that feel, man? Insane. How, how Beyond does that, the velvet rope. Yeah. Right. How, does yeah, that, yeah. how does that feel when to, to have that, that, that recognition, that click? Like, this did not happen to me a year ago. This one I, might not have happened six months ago. And all of a sudden... Tell me, because I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've had a minute taste of it from being on the radio for 24 years where I go. Well, but that's what I was going to say. Radio and being like in a band, you're faceless. But yeah, this, you're yeah. front and center. And the, the effect you do uh, uh, for the kid, uh, you know, the the you know the visual thing. That warp thing. I, I yeah, know. like, I think it almost amplifies people like looking at you. You know what I mean? Like, so I mean, people are very familiar with your face. Yeah, yeah. More specifically than like a radio dude or just they heard your record. So when that happened for the first time, like I'm getting in someplace where normally they would have told me just to turn around and go to another bar. When that happens, when that first click, how does that? What is that feeling? That that was amazing. Um, it, it, it's becoming annoying really fast and not the, not that part of it, but just the people noticing you, right? Because understand for you left before the show was over, right? I had so, to, yeah, I apologize. So it is, it is 
just a line I know. for pictures. And the line is crazy. And then if it's a second show, everybody for the second show is now jumping in the first line going, hey, let's get pictures now, now so we don't have to wait. So it just keeps going. By the time I would get in the second shows, it's already starting. Like I get back to the green room, they just come back like, hey, we're about to start right now. So and then we walk into the uh, I'm walking to the show and somebody catches me because it's raining. So we can't park in the back. So they catch me in the garage and get pictures. And then when I walked in, uh, two ladies tried to yell at me. And since I just waved and kept walking, they got mad. They're like, oh, he just blew you off. And then right. like, yeah. so it's like they get upset. People get upset. And like, you already know I'm a shy person and I'm socially awkward. I don't want to talk to anybody. So now when you come up to me, all I have is appreciate it. That's all I have in my canon. So, hey, man, you're very funny. Appreciate it. That's where I want the conversation to end, but it doesn't. It doesn't. They just, man, listen, man, uh, that video you do whenever uh, you ask to go to Chad's house, man, my daughter did that. We messaged you one time, but you never messaged us back. They take it personally. How do you think about it? Like, they just start talking to questions, and it's like, I get it. You get you, you understand the connection that yeah, you're making yeah, with people, yes, right? Yes. But what you don't understand and what you're probably not prepared for is how far that connection has to go when you get to face-to-face, Yeah. right? So it's because I... I I picked up on it immediately just from I just from listening to bits of conversation that the, the, the other guys were having when you were coming. You were talking about the funny bone was there on Thursday. I went back in the green room, say hello to everybody, say hi to Bobby and Kenny and Jared and everybody. And you guys were talking, and Jared was telling me about it's crazy, man. He had to come through the back, and it was raining, and and the fact that some people now get. Oh well, yeah. he he blew me yeah, off. You didn't sucks. blow them off. You weren't. You didn't blow them off intentionally. Yeah. No. That and sucks. I know. I know. I know by nature that you're a shy person. But so how do you how do you combat the fact that you are admittedly shy and socially awkward? But now you're in a place in a position where you gotta like step up. Off the shy scale and the socially awkward, and you did take all those pictures with all those people. Well, fortunately, that's not as bad because for a show, I'm already nervous for the show, so I'm already drinking uh, Jameson <laughs> and Coors Light. So by the time the show's over, the pictures are simple. It'd be different if all of a sudden, like, I have a signing to do. Like, hey, we're just doing a book signing at three now. I'm like, okay, this is gonna suck because now I got to talk to all these people sober. At least when I'm drunk a little bit, it's not as bad. Because they're like, hey, man. I just say stuff right back. They're like, hey, man, so nice to meet you. I'm like, nice right. to meet you, too. I was just so excited. They're like, I'm so excited to see you. I was like, I'm excited to see you. They're like, I'm shaking. I was like, I'm shaking. Right? So I just <laughs> go back and forth. I mean, it's easy. But if I wasn't drinking, it would just be this weird conversation. Like, okay. And how long is this? Uh, when did this whole start? The whole, the, and I apologize, man. I, we, we, we joke about it and said, you know, you, you're TikTok famous. And you yeah. say, no, you want to be stand-up famous. But TikTok was a vehicle that got you. And who cares what vehicle gets you there as long as it gets you there? Because it's it's the vehicle that gets you there, and now it's up to you to take it to the to the next well, level. Well, there's still jokes and talent behind no, the TikTok that's, videos. That's, right? what, the TikTok that's what I'm curious sucked. about. Yeah. Because I noticed this. I'm, a, I'm an observer of human nature. And I was watching this audience that he was getting ready to perform for. And I watched... I watched Bobby go up and, and, and do great. I watched Kenny go up and do great. But I'm watching these these people. I'm like, is this the usual Columbus Funny Bone crowd that loves and adores Jason Banks? Or is this a whole cross-section and mostly the TikTok people that come? And I'm sure this has crossed your mind as well. And are they going to be disappointed that it isn't all TikTok-y? 
Yeah, so, so, you know, and, 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 like, TikTok people, Derek right? Jokes. Yeah. You know, it's and not then, all Derek, it's not all about, they, 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 they sometimes they want to see what they've seen on yeah. TikTok. They're not coming to see, he, he didn't do anything on, that he did on TikTok. He didn't do any of the hits. No, he just did 45 <laughs> minutes of brilliant stand-up, sorry, yeah, yeah. you know, but I saw you address the whole TikTok phenomenon on stage. Yeah, so they, uh, yeah, because I learned my lesson fast. I did, I did a show, I actually started getting booked. Dave hit me up and was like, uh, "Hey, I got this. I got this agent who's interested, man. He's with a uh, United Talent Agency. Good agency. So I was, he's like, he's like, you want to? I was like, yeah, let's talk. Absolutely. So as I'm talking to him, I get booked at Hilarities. Dave books me at Tampa, uh, Toledo, and Columbus, and then I sign with uh, UTA, and I'm booked up until February. Now I'm booked Boom. everywhere. Boom, man, just like that. Yeah, so I was like, all right, well, this one guy, if people would hit me up to do shows, and I would turn them down, like, I just I just don't want to do the shows right now. I mean, I'm doing all this TikTok stuff. That's kind of building up. I have some weird issues with TikTok. So I was like, I'm just doing TikTok. And then all of a sudden, he was like, uh, I had all these shows start to come up. So I hit up the one guy who hit me up. He wanted me to do Newark. I was like, hey, I'll come do Newark. So we sold out Newark, like, in a day. But it was only 80 seats. So we did a second show and then sold that out. So I went to Newark on the first show. Didn't say anything about TikTok. Did my normal stand-up. And you could tell the crowd was ready. They was listening. They was waiting. And then at the end, they came up to buy shirts. Like, oh, I thought you was going to talk about like Derek. And so I was like, right, I got I to gotta do this. So then for the second show, I immediately just go downstairs. I was like, I don't even have jokes. I'm just going to tell some stories. Because there's been some random stuff that's been happening. So I went up. Like the Blind Adam stuff. Like, like, that guy yeah, really the, hit me up. And I never had a joke yet. But he hit me up. And he's very upset. So for those of you who have uh, seen the TikTok videos of Blind Adam, uh, Jason <laughs> found out there was actually a Blind Adam. Yeah. <laughs> so and the, he was not happy. Blind Adam, he's not happy. <laughs> and he actually has video. He has my merch of him on, on his Instagram. You see my merch. They say of him, not of him. And uh, he's... he's uh, He's been, uh, he's told people I'm an asshole. And then people went on, they were like, yeah, he has 1,200 followers. So people come on like, yeah, man, that's a douche. Some people, some people were like, yeah, man, he's whack anyway. So they was like all sticking up for him. Uh, so after I started doing these jokes, I'm starting to have people come on. They're like, hey, man, why don't you just support a black guy instead of getting your feelings about jokes? So then they started coming back. Now, mind you, I wasn't going to do the stories. I wasn't going to tell people about him because I really called him and had a conversation with him. And he you had a conversation with, with, with the blind Adam. With blind Adam, actually. Uh, yeah, actual he, he was like, he, wait, so you just made blind Adam up, but it comes out to be, it turns out to be a real, real person. Yeah, but also understand, go to Instagram right now and type in blind Frank, blind Bill. They're, they're, all they're everywhere. Yeah. It's not like he's the only blind. There's blind everybody, bro. <laughs> yeah. There's so many blind people. So and people, he was like, yo, does he do this? But you made blind Adam famous. Yeah, and he, like, <laughs> you, you don't have blind Bill or blind yeah. Frank in your videos. He said he was like, he wanted me to retire the video. And was like, and if you retire, we could do a video together. What? So you mean to blow you up? Why right, I retired right, right, this video? Right, 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 right. So uh, he had somebody. Some of his friends are hitting me up, going, "Hey man, can you explain the blind Adam merch?" And I just ignore these people. And then somebody hit up Cleveland Hilarities and was like, "Hey, we just want to make you aware of Jason Banks." And uh, Sam's like, we're aware of Jason Banks. He's headlining this weekend. And they're like, yeah, but were you aware he made fun of disabled people? And oh, Sam was like, Sam was like, okay. all disabled people? <laughs> and, right. and so then he messed with them so much that they just stopped. Because he don't care. Because at the end of the day, he's going to book Corey Holcomb the following week, who's going to come up there and talk about everything. everything. You think he's yeah, mad because right, I'm right. making jokes about blind? But I've had somebody blind. I've had two blind people at my shows. Uh, somebody in Tempe came up. Crazy situation because I promise you, she, <laughs> it was just like you imagined to be. She walks up with her friend and she goes, "Here's the comedian," and she immediately like turns and then turns back to her friend and grabs her friend and she's like, "Is this the comedian?" And she's like, "Gets me, get off me!" She, she turns <laughs> oh. around towards me. So then the whole time she's talking to me, she just grabbed my arm, right. and telling me. 
And I couldn't get her away because she wouldn't go. People were coming for pictures. So I was like, Kenny. And then Kenny came over and I just kind of steered her off. I was what, like, here's the other comedian. What, what, what she, what, what, <laughs> was she excited arm. to see you? Or yeah, was, yeah, she was excited. She Not was upset excited. at all. Yeah, she she, she wasn't it. offended. She wanted to see you. Yeah. So, and then the other lady just in Columbus basically stopped and told uh, the merch guy. And then she came to told me some of the story that um, <laughs> she is very – she's a huge Blind Adam fan. And that they're, they're upset to hear about Blind Adam being upset about Blind Adam because <laughs> she said there's a whole blind community that loves me. She said, she said my whole family's blind. I was like, damn, that has to be yeah, rough. The, whole the family? family, yeah. How do Goodness go? gracious. <laughs> How many times they come home at night and the neighbors are like, hey, you're at our house again. Yeah, right. <laughs> you live next door. Right. Their light bill is really cheap. <laughs> yeah. so, so there's a whole community that's, that's cool with it. Because here's the thing. I'm not doing anything. I'm really, it's, it's the lightest of jokes. It's just simply like something like him writing a letter and him scribbling I, and the letter does the same thing. <laughs> like, it's not like I'm sitting out there just being horribly mean. mean. No. I did do one where I thought somebody did come up to me and they were upset about this one. And this is before I had Blind Adam. I used to do videos of people writing their lyrics. And I thought they were funny videos. So it would just be like, if I found a f- song that like, it would just be funny to see somebody write the lyrics to it, I would do it. And then when I thought of Stevie Wonder, I was like, yo, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I would do these videos where he would be writing the lyrics and it kicked down in the video. And then the paper would be like off to the side. He'd just write it on the table or something crazy. And somebody hit me up like, yo, you're going to hell. You're going like, to hell. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, do, do, does that cross your mind in this extremely politically correct climate that we're in where, you know, where you just have to think twice about everything you say and everything that you want to create even though in your in your comedic mind all you're thinking of is funny not offensive right so are you are you have you started second guessing yourself no or you're still just going pure i'm going pure right now because i'm thinking to myself man if i do it's not going to be funny it's going to be i'm going to do something that's not funny and what i actually do is tiktok takes down a lot of videos really and i have a lot of videos that are R-rated type videos where it's like yeah. you don't get to hear the whole joke. But like for instance, there's one where it's just like I'm sitting there as a kid. I'm talking to my dad. I'm like, hey, listen, if a girl is cheating on a guy, and he explained this whole thing, like, and I know the guy, and I know the girl, and I don't want anyone to be mad, but should I tell him? The dad's like, yeah, you should tell him. He's like, thanks, dad. And as he goes to walk out of the room, he's like, dad, mom sucked Uncle Rick's, and it clicks off, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, th- I'm like, that's hilarious. But that now that, works. that, that should work, tell actually. people, you know, you but, should understand I'm going to say some crazy stuff on stage. So when I say the stuff, which is now when I get on stage and I say something that's going to be more offensive than just a little sex joke, but maybe something about like the guys in L.A. that dress up like women where I'm telling this joke about yeah. that. And then after it goes, I'll always tell the crowd like TikTok can't take this shit down. It's just going to be in your mind at this point. And so now anybody that was offended almost forgets about being offended. Like, oh, that's so uh, funny because TikTok takes this shit down all yeah, the time. Yeah, we, yeah. So, so now it's okay. So it's it's. But I'm I'm sure I'm sure it happens soon. Speaking of which, and I'm going back to your strong woman of a wife <laughs> because in a lot of your videos you portray your wife as as as, <laughs> as, a, as a prostitute. And so as a prostitute, and that only came about because it's like I had to. Um, I it, those weird ideas come from nowhere. Like I understand oh, blind, from nowhere. Blind Adam, yeah. Listen, blind. This is just me trying to be funny. So one video, I'm like, hey, I should do a video where about getting picked last in gym class. I'm trying to think of some normal right. situations. Mm-hmm. So one was getting picked last in gym class. And during that video, 
It's just Derek or another kid. You can't see other kid. They're going back, and the last kid goes, I'll take Adam. And it shows Derek. He's like, but he's blind. And then it shows blind Adam with the glasses on. He said, I forget what he said. But that's where he came. It wasn't like I thought, yo, I need to have a blind kid here all the time. Right. I brought him in, and then I just randomly started bringing him in again. And then he became so big, like people like him more than Your universe than is expanding. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me but the wife as a prostitute came for, <laughs> I was doing like career day. And I just thought it would be funny. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny if he told if he. I think it was right after the um the the Uncle Rick one before because he goes to school yeah, and he right. goes, hey, did you talk to your parents about career day? He said, yeah, my mom's gonna come in and talk to you. He goes, oh, what did she do? He goes, she's a prostitute. He was, and he's just like, no. He's like, yes, she is. She just sucked Uncle Rick's and it clicked off again. So yeah. So like the the ideas that just come from nowhere, and then it's like oh, that's kind of funny, man. Do you feel the pressure to keep coming up? I mean, you're putting out how many videos? Uh, a week i was doing three to five a day and then this took like this took over so much to stand right. up that i was on, i was on cameo you see i was on cameo and when i first joined cameo i was like listen i'll do twenty dollars so twenty dollars and well i'll say happy birthday but then it became a thing because i'm not brad pitt i can't just go on and look at the camera and go hey real quick man uh, Sharon, Mike said it's your birthday. Happy birthday. People would be excited if that was some Brad Pitt shit. For me, they expect a little video. They expect the kids. They expect me. They expect all this interaction. They expect all the TikTok stuff? To, yeah. So, uh, along with the – so they're not – Yeah, so they so, want me. They want they want like the, they want like this TikTok video of happy birthday. So That takes a production. Uh, but yeah, it started yeah. it started going a lot. So I was like, I'm going to raise the $50. So I raised the $50. And then one day I go on Cameo, and I'm hit up by Edwin McCain. You know who Edwin McCain is? The, the singer? I'll, I'll be something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're crying shoulder. It's a Sunday 95 song. It's a great that. song. It's a great song. <laughs> and he also sings I Would Not Ask For More. So he hits me up <laughs> so on Cameo. He just said, song. Edwin McCain, he said, hey, you should raise your prices to $100. Edwin McCain? Uh, I was like, <laughs> get a bar from Edwin McCain. I was like, is it, are you, did you sing I'll be? He was like, yeah, it only takes one hit. I was like, that's amazing. He said, raise your price to $100. Like, because of the holidays, it was like, something's coming up. I don't know, Valentine's Day or Christmas. And he was like, no, man, you're you're, you're blowing up. I would raise to 100 So I raised to 100 and then that was getting too much. I would wake up some morning, and there would be five or six videos I'd have to make for that day, let alone the three to five TikTok videos right, I'm right, trying right. to make to it's keep consuming. the money coming in. Because I'm getting paid through TikTok as well. So that's why I got to put so many out on this. So mm -hmm. then I had up to 150 but it didn't slow down. So it's now it's off. But if I turn it on right now, I still have people hitting me up. They just hit me up in my TikTok. They don't go, hey, can I give you money for you to tell my dad happy Father's Day? And I, just, I don't even respond. I just don't have the time. Right. It's, it's Does so that much. frustrate you? That, that they hit me up or that I don't have the time? That yeah. you don't have the time. Yeah, the money's on the uh, table. You can yeah, take yeah, it kind of. Because it's, because it's actually the easier <laughs> video to shoot. Right. Because the, cause they'll just come on like, hey, uh, it, it's, it's my dad's birthday. My, my dad, he, he works as a, as a, he's a doctor and he does this. So I'm like, oh, that's so easy. I just, I just bring up like this doctor stuff. And then of course it excites Derek because it's an old man that takes his shirt off or something. So he's pumped up <laughs> sure. and then other kids are normal. Blind Adam's doing blind people's shit. So it's like, it's a very <laughs> easy process to write these things. I know. But it's just, it is time consuming. Yes. But isn't it interesting that before you got to this level of fame where you're at right now, where if somebody would have asked you to do something, you would have had the time and would have been very appreciative fact that they asked and we would have done it and now you're in a position where you're so busy i mean something's it's, gotta give. It, it's something something's gotta give hansberry something's yeah. gotta give and i'm and i'm and and knowing you uh as i've known you over the years you seem like the type of person that 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 wants to do the very best he can to make as many people happy as he possibly can but 
It's, it's not possible. It's not possible. Does that mess with your head? Uh, no, because I actually have an agent now that is able to be the bad guy for me. Okay. So it's a lot. Yeah, so That's it's what I was like, going to say. You need I, a, you I need put a every, He told me to send everything to me. And the things that aren't worth it, he doesn't respond. And if they are worth it, they'll hit me up. Uh, I still have people hit me up and just ask me straight up, and I just push them towards them. But he's uh, it's, especially with comedy shows, like that's the easiest thing because I'm getting like what he's booking me is the real deal comedy shows, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking real deal money with these people, and then other clubs will hit me up like, hey man, come through and uh, we'll throw you this much, and then I'll hit him up. He like we, we he'll be like, go look at their list. They're not they're not gonna pay with the other clubs are paying. They're not even worth even talking to about. So I don't have to be the bad guy anymore. He's the bad guy. And then Jared, my merch guy, he's the bad guy. When Jared Jared can play the toughie. Jared, he can yeah. play the hard. He can play <laughs> the hard guy. I made him cut the line off, but sometimes he doesn't think straight. Like I said, um, there was, no, nine, the, there was the, like the, nine or ten people left in line. And I said, Jared, go cut the line off so nobody joins the line because they keep coming from the second show. Second right. show is trying to jump the first show line. Right, right, right. And instead of Jared going to the back going, hey, nobody else comes in line, he just went to the rest of the hand people, hey, Jay got to go. You guys can go get pictures. Oh, I'm, like, no, I'm like, no, 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 no. They can still get their picture, bro. Just don't let nobody else. He looked yeah, at me like, I ain't know what you want, man. Let me explain it a little more specifically. <laughs> yeah. But kudos to you because uh, you know, Jared loves you, and Jared's been with you from the get-go. So is Kenny. So is Bobby. And you're taking Kenny and Bobby with you on this ride as well. I watched, I watched, like I said, I watched them both before you came up on stage Thursday night. They both are great. Kenny still makes me laugh. And uh, it it was interesting. You know, I I watched to see, because that was the first time I'd been in a comedy club. Just just walking in the comedy club since before the pandemic. Last show I did was our Christmas show before the the year turned and the pandemic hit. Yeah. And I was back, and it felt weird. And it's like, and I'm watching. I'm like, and I found it interesting that uh, Kenny didn't say anything about the pandemic. Bobby didn't say anything about the pandemic. You did a couple jokes about the pandemic. Yeah. But it's 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 interesting how, um, uh, and 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 that crossed my mind. Like, if I got back on stage, what am I going to talk about? Because I have all these ideas in my head about one, but they're all, they're not all pandemic related, and they're not about COVID per se, but they're about experiences that I had over the course of the year with COVID. And, and so I watched you like talk about like you kind of, you were kind of digging the social distancing thing because yeah. you know, your friends would always come over and now they couldn't come over yeah, anymore. Yeah. And, and you said on stage, I don't really like my friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's the thing though. So when I write jokes, I'm very, I like, I, I make sure that I can, can use this joke for as long, long as I want to, long as I want to. So for my pandemic jokes, if you if you went back and listened to them, you notice I don't even have to say anything about the pandemic. Right. So the first one was my wife does work from home now because of the pandemic. So she did stop dressing up for the most part. So she just right. wearing sweats around the house. So I do the whole thing where I say I thought someone broke in the house. But at the end of the day, I don't even have to say it's about the pandemic. It's just simply, hey, my wife started work from home. Uh, the next one was about me. We were sitting on the porch. I was not leave, so I sat on the porch. I watched white women jog by. Right. At the end of the day, I could just, I live in a nice neighborhood. I could see white women jog by. Like, it doesn't have to be pandemic related, but it all starts out with pandemic. And I think it's because pandemic just ended for the most part. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like I want people to know this is new stuff, right? So right. when I go up on stage and hit them with TikTok for the first you know seven minutes, and then go into the pandemic, it's like people are like, oh, he just wrote a whole new set. And then right after I'm done with that, they're like, oh no, here comes the jokes. Yeah, you know? Right, right. <laughs> here comes I the thought that was an interesting approach that you took to uh, uh, an almost humble approach. It's like you you said, you know, 
pandemic hit and I was a comic out of work, then I downloaded this the TikTok app and then this shit happened. Yeah, yeah. And I, I found that to be a very appreciative and humble reply to to what has happened here. Now my next question is, and I go back to that fifteen minutes of fame, all right, you don't strike me as the type of individual that's gonna rest on those laurels. I mean, it's 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 this this is gonna this is gonna eventually like everything, like every rocket that fires, it it burns out and then there's the next thing. So, um, what is next for Jason Banks? Because uh, and and I talked to Jared about this because the first thing I thought about was like these TikTok videos need to be animated. Yeah. And and then in, then up on stage you you started talking about how you were approached about animation how. You know, you as the father and Derek as your son could be the next one of your favorites, Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it could be the Rick and Morty thing. So mm -hmm. I, it just seems like, and the fact that you've, uh, with the filters, have exaggerated the expressions and the t shirts that you sell and the merchandising are all, they're, they're it's well, screaming. It, well, it's even, screaming for us. I was serious. joking about the expanding the universe, but that's any cartoon, The Simpsons. You know, they just like, oh, we need a mayor. And then they, they write a mayor, and now yeah, they got yeah, a mayor, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Um, well, what's next, man? Is anything wherever it takes me. Like right now, I have uh, my agent hit me up and was like, "Yo, I got a manager. Manager works for uh, Brillstein, okay. huge company, right? Right. Um, big, for, big with comics for years. Yeah, yeah. He was like, uh, so you got a manager and an agent? No, no. He just he said there's a manager that wants to manage me. Uh, he gave me his name. I checked him out a couple of times on Instagram, and then recently he started following me. He wasn't following me before, but now he's following me, and he's like. Uh, I don't know if you need him right now. If I were you, I would probably just because you know you're all booked up for the year. This so the it's agent not like, talking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're, you're, so I'm not sure if you're gonna need. I mean, you you want him, but you understand he's gonna take ten percent. So do you want him right now while you're booked up for the year, making this money and give him ten percent every time, <laughs> or do you want to make your money and then get the agent and say because what he's gonna do is he's like basically I do a lot that he's gonna do right now anyway, right? right? right. So my agent is making sure I'm picked up from the airport, getting to the airport, rides, making sure there's any issues with the club. Uh, letting the clubs know if I'm sending merch or if I'm bringing it with me. So he's like, normally an, an agent's going to do that, but I take care of that. Now, he will get you, hey, here's this comedian game show or here's late right. night and I get you in this commercial and all that stuff. But then again, I'm booked up so much that, will I really have time to go? I want to fly out Monday and do this real quick to get back on the road for that. that that's a... That, Remembering from my my experiences in Los Angeles, that, that's a that's a tightrope, man. Because agents, while at the same time don't want to dismiss a manager, they're reluctant to say like yeah, you should get a manager, but they 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 don't want any of the power taken away from them. Yeah, yeah. As well, they don't. They, yeah, and, yeah. and so they're a little suspect of like, oh, he's getting a manager. You know, I, am I gonna be am I gonna be boxed out once he gets? That's a manager? super interesting. I, mean, it's, I, it's, I guess it's, I've it's, never it's, never that's, I, that's an interesting. Yeah, I thought about that dynamic, man. Because the agents like, oh, yeah, man, you want a manager? Cool, we'll, we'll find a good manager for you. Yeah, I want to do this. I yeah, want, I want it all. I, now, I didn't even think, know there's though, a difference but, between an agent and a manager. Well, here's the thing: yeah. the agent isn't. He's only taking ten percent of what I'm being, uh, what he's booking for me. So that's even the best thing about it. Because you understand, I went through agents before him that uh, that I didn't even know. So like they're like, no, he's like ten percent, whatever I book. If you book it, that's you, man. I understand when I first gained a million followers, I hit up by. Four, I should say, mm -hmm. agents. One of them had one girl who's a singer, and now I see that he's basically banging this chick now. And, <laughs> and they just they be on each other's TikTok. I mean, on each other's Instagram. 
The other guy was a guy who sent me this photo. I wish I could show you the photo of uh, the Derek character that he paid for someone to draw up. And then he seemed very upset when I wasn't going to use it. And when I showed him mine, like, listen, I had a Canadian artist. They killed us. And then he saw it and he was like, yeah, that's yeah, pretty, t-shirts are great. pretty good. Uh, but the one that I signed with, he 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 was he was the smoothest of all, man. He was from Boston, and he uh, he he looked Boston, like, and he looked like the Jerry Maguire type. Like he just always in this like fancy suit. You see him with a little headset on. He looked like he just in a show Jerry me Maguire. the money. Like, <laughs> so he's hit me with all this, and then he goes. He was like, uh, so my good friend, his name's Slim. You can look him up. He used to be president of Bad Boy Entertainment. That's like Puff Daddy in there. Right. So I'm looking sure. up in their short. There's a guy named Slam. And he was like, uh, so he's actually golfing with Kevin Hart. We were looking at a video the other day, and he was like, man, I want to show Kevin these so bad, but I don't want to show him unless he's signed with you. And I told him, no, man, just show him anyway. I don't care if he's signed with me or not. I think he deserves this. And so he was just hitting me up about this Kevin Hart stuff. And he's like, I've already talked to people about these huge tours. So I signed with him, but I got a three-month opt-out contract. So All I right. can leave within three months. But he's like, trust me, you're not going to want to leave. You're not going to want to leave me. So the problem is, he tells me basically with the merch sales that they also do merch, but it's like the shipping, that I would get, he had to pay 15% to Shopify. So because of that, that took away from me getting the 70%, which took me down to 55%. All right. When the sales come, basically I realized, now he's taking 45% and I'm taking 55%. So I hit him up. We have this argument. This is day one (laughs) that my shirts went out. Day one, my shirts went out. $4,000 $4,000 profit on day one when we put these out. The sales just coming in. Boom. I took the link down immediately when I saw how much he was getting from these sales. And so uh, he was upset. He was telling me, hit him back. I went and talked to Jared. You know, Jared has that lawyer there. Right. So we have this lawyer. This lawyer's writing him letters like, no, we, we want out this contract. It's three months. Uh, he don't want to let me out the contract. By the time, mid-conversation, back and forth with my lawyer, he is arrested because oh I should mind you let me say this let me say this let me let me, let me, let me back, back up. up back up a little bit back up back up back up back up so he's getting forty five percent of my money I realized right. that morning as the sales were going out <clears throat> so I was like I never really did some deep research on this guy let me just look him up and see what I was expecting to see is maybe other TikTokers say hey man this guy was my agent he took forty five percent of my sales he tricked me on sales what I was looking for. When I Googled him, I found out he was arrested for security fraud uh, years ago. And then he also, a weird story, which you can see online. He owned a business and he had all these printers in there. And something happened that the business got shut down. So the the people, they they just came and dumped thousands and thousands of printers in his backyard to the point the city of Salem was suing him because it was so dirty in his backyard from just printers. I mean, if you watch this news story, like the helicopter goes up and it's just everywhere. It looks ridiculous. And so he was arrested. He's in jail now for two years. And so during the when that three months was there, he wasn't even there to talk to. My lawyer just had wow. to send him a letter and say, hey, we're in out jail? of this country. Uh, well, just the, that's just the email address they were going back and forth to for a while. So, so yeah. you are ex- you, you're learning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I've uh, and you and you feel like the agent you got is watching your back as well. I know Jared's got your back. So but. I feel good with this agent because it's Dave Stroop's friend. Okay. So this isn't just like an agent that just hit Dave Stroop up. This is an agent that uh, most of them deal with. This is like uh, Ali Sadiq's agent and Taylor Tomlinson's agent. So. Like Sam deals with them all the time. Stroop deals with them. So I feel comfortable that Stroop golfs with them. And I think Stroop is a good guy. So I feel comfortable with it being a friend of his. Because right. he's normally from uh, Youngstown. He's born in Youngstown. 
Ohio, but okay. now lives so out he's got in some LA. Ohio roots, Youngstown, yeah. Canton. So yeah, did that help with the with the with the connection? No, a bit? the name helped, man. It was United Talent Agency. It, <laughs> it, he it could have been he could have been from anywhere, man. <laughs> I was like, listen, it's it's a. It was it was when Dave hit me up and was like, let's try these clubs and let's try to pay you this way to see if this falling does work out for you. And then when he hit me up, and then I started getting the emails of like, like listen, I signed with him. Let's say I signed with him on the fifteenth. On the sixteenth, I have this email that says possible twenty twenty one schedule, and it's just club after club like Miami Improv seating, mm-hmm. how many people walk out potential. Then the next one, Tempe sure. to everywhere boom, boom, to the boom. point. All I had to do was just say, yeah, man, put these all. Do you feel yeah, and and uh, are you are you feeling the pressure or are you or are you no because when it comes to stand up you you you've been ready to I mean you've been headlining clubs for a while but now on this level where there is an expectation right there's a different expectation I'm telling you man I felt it when I was sitting in, sitting there watching you I could see it feel it in the crowd there's an expectation now for what you and in some ways it's almost easier because they're so happy that they're there yeah. that they don't. They almost don't care what you say. They're just happy that they're seeing. And I, I'm sorry, the TikTok guy yeah, yeah. right now. But eventually, at some point, they're gonna want to see. Are they gonna see Jason Banks, the sitcom star? Are they gonna see Jason Banks, the the movie star? Are they? Are you gonna follow a, anybody's route? I mean, is there is there a plan or? I think it's this. I think the plan, the plan has always been, which I've reached. So now I gotta have to make a new plan because the plan was always make enough money from stand up or comedy that my wife doesn't have to work. Right? Is she, she not working? Out. No, she is working, but she don't have to work. I tell her, I told her, I told her all the time. Listen, we're at the point now that I understand you might. She's really good at getting jobs, so you have to go back and get a job later in life because something goes down. You can, but right now. Any of those days you tell me about, hey, this girl just emailed me. She's going to say, you you went on a call, so I think I should be doing this. You could just be like, hey, fuck it. I quit today. I quit. And it's good. We're good to go. So I've reached that point. So because of that, it's just whatever comes. That here's the thing. Things been coming that's been that, that makes me just question what I want to do. You know, the first one was I was sitting there and got an email. And it said, uh, Tatiana Bull at Disney.com. And I'm looking at him like, yo, this is at Disney.com. Like, I don't know if you can make that email just sucks. I can't just <laughs> right, make it right, Jason right, right, right. Banks. So I click on it. It's like, hey, man, we enjoy your TikToks. We want to see if you want to come in for a general audition. That's it. We're done. Part one is over. Much more from the conversation with Jason Banks on part two that will drop next Monday. For all our loyal Whiskey Business listeners, thank you very much. If you're new to Whiskey Business, make sure you smash that subscribe button right there on your favorite uh, podcasting app. Rate, review, and uh, dig into our archives, and uh, also word of mouth. Share Whiskey Business with uh, all your friends. WhiskeyBusinessPod.com, YouTube, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And we are proud to be members of the Evergreen Podcast Network, evergreenpodcasts.com. There's a variety of podcasts on there, so check them out. There's sure to be something that'll tickle your fancy. I'm Greg Hansberry for Dino Tripodis, John Whitney. Until the next bottle, see ya. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? 
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.